0: Let Who's me. that lady? Who's that lady? Banging Bronski. Banging Bronski. Who's that lady? Her name's Eve Hanley. Eve Hanley.
1: Have you seen uh, Bronski's favorite movie? It's called It's All About Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, someone's got a crush. A resistance crush. <laughs> oh,
0: man. ah. Oh. So we finally get the Brodsky side episode that literally no one but me it was asking for. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. It's Well, let, let me explain it real quick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to X-Squad oh, Gold, the Podcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And uh, Chris is on a little bit of a post-honeymoon vacation. Woo. We're doing Season 2, Episode 33, The Art of War, written by uh, Sherry Goodhart and uh, The Edens the ever-present, the, uh, yeah, so this is, as Ryan was saying, this is the Bronski side episode that we've all been craving. Bronski, art thieves, Alaska, side characters, we're into it. What do you think, Ryan?
0: This episode is kind of pointless, but it's really <laughs> rad. This does not move the story at all forward, but I really enjoyed every minute of it and enjoyed watching it way more than a lot of, like, the story-driven episodes.
1: It's sick. I have a... A two-word review? Woo-woo! <laughs> Chris, what's that sound? Woo-woo! Uh, hover trains don't
0: make that noise anymore. <laughs> That's the sound trains used to make. How old is Wolf Brotsky, by the way? <laughs> like, it's never addressed. He's He's, like, somewhat older. But, like, he remembers, like, before hover trains. And, like, it appears as though that kind of technology has been around for a while. Like...
1: Yeah, it's been around long enough that nobody is impressed by it. Not even in like the least like it's a hover train. It can carry tons of weight. And like Bronski was all about them steam engines, son. Like hover trains are so easy to use. Bronski was able to operate
0: one after one day of training when he was seven. And he's a expert
1: hovercraft driver. <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally one lever. He's like, oh, this is this is a levitator. Here's forward and backwards. OK, and it's like that that's it. That's that's all it's it amazing. Yeah. Also, I like the idea that they thought that was going to be a challenge for him after he flies an E-frame. Right. It's a little bit of a fucking difference between the two.
0: There's a lot of stuff in this episode with like people who obviously have this who are like super qualified being like, can you You sure you can do that? Like the guy's like, are you sure you can jury rig a detonator? And he's like, I don't know. Would have to rely on barometric pressure. No, idiot. That's JJ.
1: Open it. <laughs> No, opener?
0: Who needs an opener? Let JJ do
1: it. That's one of my favorite moments of the episode where he's like, Hey, directions on the box. But can you jury rig a detonator? How about one keyed to
0: barometric pressure? Soon as a storm front moves in, boom. We want it to go off when the Neos unload the train.
1: Great. A booby trap. Anybody can do that. He's not taking any of Eve's shit. Um... This episode starts off, Bronski and Takagi are escorting this guy, Van Owens, to drop off a whole bunch of explosives for the Alaska Resistance.
0: Uh, don't get too attached to Van Owens, by the way. The detonator! No, Van Owens! Stay back!
1: They you a nice set up a payoff there, because with the uh, the line about the detonator. Hey,
0: Van Owens! What would happen if one of those crates of yours went off?
1: If just that one exploded, they'd never find a trace of this shot. and it's just the detonate. And then, of course, they get attacked by a patrol on the way down. Bronski gets shot down. Takagi goes back, gets shot down. They actually escape from the wreckage with all of the explosives. But Van Owens like, I got to go back. And he gets blown up immediately and dies. R.I.P. Van Owens. You uh, You were sassy when you were alive which wasn't long.
0: He got a couple of good sass lines in there. Although they apparently like had a pretty good bond, although they say they don't know him, but like they build a fairly elaborate monument to this guy. Yeah. Like, better
1: than the fucking exo like, scouts. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, dude. And like Alice Naretti was like the love of JT Marsh's life. And they like, they like, don't even look for her body. They're like, well, moving is like, oh, my one great love. Well, moving on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Reason number 875 why Wolf Bronski is the best character in the show. He's like a spiritual enough guy that he's like, now we need to lay this guy to rest,
1: even though they don't know him that well. And also, he was blown up by the detonators, which, in his own words, wouldn't leave enough of your body to have a funeral. And yet they go through the motions, at least. So that's nice.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I really like about these later episodes, uh, like starting with this episode, is that they reveal a level of depth to Wolf Bronsky that is previously undeveloped. We uh, yeah, I don't want give too much away. <laughs> we uh, we spend a little time with uh, with the real wolf. Not the
1: uh, He's not going to be Lone Wolf and Cub anymore in no, the man. Cubs Takagi, <laughs> who's a prick. Um, super prick! So basically there's this, train, this cargo train that's driven by a really dour Neo-Sapien. I felt bad for this dude because Livia is like...
0: Come in, transfer one. You will make an unscheduled stop in Paris to load an additional cargo for transfer to Phaeton City. I am not authorized for additional cargo. Phaeton's orders are to. I am commanding general of Earth. You will do as I say. And it
1: turns out he was delivering like a particle accelerator for some secret facility located in the awkwardly named Great Slave Lake, which is a real place in Canada. Because I randomly know someone who like lived up there for a little bit. So he has a train full of all of Earth's most priceless art. Yeah, we're doing a little art theft. So that's kind of a fun story. huh? And isn't
0: it hooked up to like a particle accelerator? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like
1: best train <laughs> so ever. It's, like... Yeah, we got good pictures and advanced nuclear physics. So that's fun. Yeah, Because Van Owens is dead. Bronski and Takagi get, get enlisted in this thing. They hijack the train, rig the accelerators to blow. But then they're like, what's all this crap in these boxes? And Eve's like. Are you kidding? It, this is all of, like, Picasso and everything. It's, like, crazy art. And Tanaka is, like, yeah, but, like, once art's out in the air, like... Oh, if- that that's Picasso. Yeah. That's Picasso, the graffiti dude.
0: Art's about here and now. Once it's in a museum, it's finished. This isn't graffiti. Like, in the future, there are, like, punk kids who think that graffiti
1: is, like, the highest form of art. And that kicks ass. I love that in this, like, brief thing where Picasso's, like it's boring he's arguing for the immediacy of art and its ability to capture the cultural zeitgeist and eve is like shut up nerd pictures are cool
0: yeah um, <laughs> like i love that moment this is insanely nitpicky but i do think it's hilarious eve really goes out of her way to like the way i put it is like liberal arts college art history major the names like really exaggerate the accents for everyone yeah. but renoir
1: rembrandt Raphael. Delacroix
0: and Renoir I was like it's Renoir the art is silent like I've yeah. I I don't even like art and I know that like
1: Michelangelo
0: yeah like Picasso yeah, like, like yeah. this like Renoir I was and like Renoir. I was, Renoir and I'm like I'm like Eve like let it out girl
1: like, yeah like, she could only keep it together for so long and then she's just like oh shit fuck I should have taken the second class uh uh Renoir uh,
0: Renoir uh yeah I think this is uh uh Donatolo uh uh who's uh this is a uh a Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah. Any Rockwells here
1: we got some uh, Jack Polak
0: <laughs> any any Polak artists in the house <laughs> <laughs> Pollock shut up picasso yeah <laughs> also, also picasso's name is picasso <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like he doesn't know why he has that name <laughs> like
1: yeah really he's like he shows up to resistance day one after also what happened to his cat but that's a side thing super dead <laughs> yeah he, he definitely ate it so he shows up to resistance day when they're like hey kid what do you do and he's like i draw pictures and they're like you're picasso and he's like Okay. Oh, also no one else has a nom de guerre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Tanaka, shoot that guy. JJ, blow that thing up. Picasso, draw me a picture. <laughs> Picasso, what if they hear this transmission? I don't know, Sean Napier, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one has like, you know, big bird to Picasso. Yeah. Time to light the fire. Light the fire. Confirm.
0: Yeah, like like I don't know a lot about like uh like war. But like the reason you have nomdegers is uh nomdegaras is
1: uh <laughs> No 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 if you if you're even it's Nom de gir.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a Nom de, Oh yeah. Uh this is this is a renoir about a Nom de <laughs> Nom <Gnome-ger. laughs> uh. <laughs> Um like the reason you give someone a code name is the easier way to say that. Um uh, uh <laughs> is, is so they don't know who it is on like, like uh transmissions, right? Like like like, if they intercept audio it's like you know we can't prosecute you because we don't know if you're picasso or not but like it doesn't
1: make (laughs) sense if nobody else has one like yeah it's it's not like you know it's like hey knife guy stab him you know he's like literally the only one that they've deemed like even internally to give a nickname to meanwhile everyone else has known each other for the like duration of the war yeah right like and and this new guy is the one that they start giving nicknames to. Yeah, like develop some best practices, Earth resistance. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's what you get for getting
0: letting a uh, a no talent, no respect for authority guy like Sean Napier in charge. Streamline
1: your workflow to increase. Yeah, sabotage productivity. Yeah. Synergy. So Bronski's like, getting back to it. Bronski's like, shut up, nerds. We're gonna save this art, and he's like, but you hate art, and he's like, yeah, but you care about it. And it's fucking like smooth as silk. Bronski's got game and it's kind of scary to see the wolf on the hunt. His game is really strong in this episode. Like, and Eve is a powerful woman. She's a larger in charge woman. Yeah, which is awesome. I like that they didn't forget that they put Eve in charge. Like, yeah, she's there. Everyone respects her like authority, but they don't get the value of art, which ironically, we jump to this scene with Phaeton and uh, Livia. And Phaeton's chewing her out because it's like, you stopped my train to put art on it. And she's like, she's actually she's kind of bullshitting a little bit because she likes the art. But she's making a defense like, oh, we'll learn some Terran psychology and why they do things. Phaeton's basically like, look, art is dumb. I don't give a shit. Burn it. And it's like, fuck. Phaeton's like uh, the resistance.
0: I really do got to respect that Phaeton is so like practical. He's like, art is dumb. But I really want to shout out. Uh, in general, villains who believe that art has some like transcendent
1: ability to win wars. They do it a couple times and it's pretty sweet. So there's a point in this episode later on where Picasso is holding up a picture and I was trying to figure out what picture it is. I spent way too long on Google Images doing this and actually ended up at the uh, there's a, a Wikipedia, a, a wiki for exosquad Squad episodes. And they were sort of talking about the uh, the idea that they sort of made. Phaeton not like art to give him a little bit of a difference between the Hitler comparison. You know what I mean? Because like Hitler loved art but hated everyone else. Yeah. Uh, But Phaeton hates everyone and also hates art. So I I don't. I I, I don't know if if I totally buy that, but you know, I
0: I get uh, yeah. So I I hundred percent understand that idea. Um. I I think I also would say like the fact that Phaeton hates art feels very in character. Like when he like when he he thinks terran art is awful and like pointless, I'm like, yeah, like like the dude, the dude who the dude who saw graffiti of them in horns and was like, "Horns could be useful." is not a guy who has like a very strong
1: aesthetic sense. Uh, don't show him any Bosch or he'll get some crazy ideas from that <laughs>
0: shit. LA's hottest detective/muralist, slash Bosch.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've got some crimes to solve and also to explore a garden of earthly delights. <laughs> By the way, I recommend go to Madrid and see it. Beautiful, beautiful piece. If freaky. Yeah. Um, super
0: good. Smaller than uh, you. Super freaky. Uh, also, Bosch on Amazon Prime, also pretty good.
1: Yeah, very good. Very freaky. Also smaller than you think.
0: <laughs> uh, and it has <laughs> Silas from
1: Deadwood in it, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Deadwood, let's talk about Bronski's dad, who was a train conductor. So they gave Bronski the the job
0: but they they take a poll they were like has anyone does anyone know how to drive a train and bronski's like yeah how hard could it be my dad used to drive a train he showed me how he took one lesson when he was seven on a train so skipping ahead bronski makes this joke about woo woo, woo. Like, he makes a sound, when the train starts moving, and it's so anachronistic that Eve Hanley, who appears to be, like, in her early 30s, like, she's not a young woman, is like, why are you making that strange sound? As though she has (laughs) no idea that a choo-choo sound is, like, connected to trains, and Brodsky's like, that's the sound trains
1: used to make, like... (laughs) So, like, how old is Wolf Brodsky? Like, is he, like, 75 years old? Like... He's space 75, man. Like, he just looks really good. He's been pickled from all the booze. Because yeah. like, <laughs> he, like,
0: he, he remembers, tr- like, steam trains. Not like a cell, like, steam trains. and And now trains levitate
1: across the earth. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's, like... He is all about the train. He does the woo woo thing at least three separate times.
0: I love this stuff. Why are you making
1: that noise? Our trains don't sound like that. (laughs) And he's way into it. Like no one's getting in between him and his train driving. This episode also gets one of my favorite things that this show does where you get like a random like. Sergeant, who's like the villain for the episode, so we got a guy in a blue Phaeton frame, who's named Sardis, Commander Sardis, yeah. and I don't know why I went Vince McMahon for a second. We, we should we should really look up the, these mythological figures as they are named. So Sardis was a town in the Lydia Empire, Lydian Empire, oh. uh, near Troy, that was known for its wealth. But anyway, they eventually fell out of favor because, like Route 66, they built a main highway to uh, sort of along the coast, and Sardis was more interior. So it, you can go visit the ruins in east or western Turkey, I believe. That's awesome! Boom, look that shit up, son. Thanks, Chris. Um, Thanks. Hey, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> I, had, I had I had a slow day.
0: God. So big, big shout to one of us doing literally any prep work. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I watched.
0: I watched most of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, Superman? <laughs> Yeah, who's got all this time? <laughs> you think I could just type the things I say into some magical box and it will give me the answer? Yeah, a magical <laughs> box. You can make phone yeah. calls on it. What am I going to do,
1: ask my butler, Jeeves? <laughs> I can't alter
0: the Vista to this information.
1: Uh, uh, uh,
0: Yahoo! Woo-woo! That's a sound circuit I used <laughs> to make, kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so...
0: Steam powered Google searches. (laughs) Like people shoveling coal into like an adding machine.
1: I've got a paper to research. Get two stout men to man the bellows. (laughs) Five hundred thousand results. (laughs) The fourteenth president was
0: Zachary Tyler. (laughs) Wait, that's not even correct.
1: <laughs> close yeah. this is why we couldn't use wikipedia as a site uh, ci- or a citation in any paper yeah because of the steam powered googles
0: also, also because in 2005 wikipedia was wildly inaccurate <laughs> it was yeah oh yeah, ins- oh, yeah. it's just nonsense on there
1: <laughs> so famous artists uh renoir eve <laughs> underscore hanley what and, and i know that because i was listed on the connecticut
0: college notable alumni for like a year and that was before this podcast before i was famous
1: <laughs> yeah famous um <laughs> so sardis it shows up on the scene and he does one of the classic things i love when he he looks at the situation the particle accelerator is left there jj set a bomb to it with the great line as uh, john Ferrier points out jj the Nio's will be here any minute Takes how long it takes, which I love. Um, but Sardis is all like,
0: "Guard the train until the new engine arrives." The rest of you, follow me.
1: And he just fucking like goes after the fucking art. He's just a really good like sub villain. You know, I really hope he shows up again because he had a little like earpiece and he was, you know, he didn't get yeah. killed, which yeah. is cool. He's a very good like one-off villain. Yeah, that could be a two-off. Yeah, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping he uh, he gets back for. A little bit of the uh, the next arc. But in the firefight, you know, uh, Tanaka kills some people. Um, A guy in a Deleon frame eats it kind of horribly. He like gets shot and then lands and crumples. Yeah, which is pretty gross. There's
0: some pretty there's (laughs) for an episode that I would say is fundamentally about art and love that transcends time. uh, This is an extremely bloody and graphic episode.
1: Yeah, right. So. So Wolf Bronsky makes off with the art and they go and hide it in the uranium mine, which just seems really unsafe. But then again, I guess in space you get all sorts of radiation. So who knows?
0: Yeah, they're all they're all screwed up already.
1: Yeah. Picasso starts digging through the art and he's like, whoa, check this shit out. And it's like a picture of a knobby tree. So they come up with this idea that they're going to leave the art in the uranium mine, probably because like their sensors can't get through the stone and elements. But they're going to ditch the fucking train in the Bering Strait, which is all like deadliest catch of them, which I love. Woo woo. Bronsky's like,
0: this is a one man operation. No sense in anyone else risking it.
1: And Eve is like, I'm going with you. And he's like, wish me luck. And then fucking Kaz Takagi's like, sure thing, Bronski. Good luck. And finally, Bronsky's like, nah, kid, I need some experienced hands." And Fucking gets Eve on the train with him. He's making moves. I mean, Kaz is throwing blocks. Bronski's just busting through like... He is Bo Jackson level of getting through the defense, knocking people down. Because Bo knows this and Bo knows that. Yeah. But Bo don't Jack because Bo can't rap.
0: A true diss. But it should also be pointed out too that Bronski makes a lot of progress here because at the beginning, Eve makes no secret of her disgust with him. (laughs) Like, she does not like him.
1: Yeah, they do bond a little bit because when she's enlisting them for the mission, Bronski's eating like a ration and he was like you got another one and he's like yeah and he like he fucking pulls it out of nowhere because of course Bronski has extra rations and is visibly drunk for most of the episode yep. Um Loaded. they're driving the train Sardis sends his guys to cut them off Bronski leans out the window and starts shooting at them and he's like take
0: that you lousy Philistine hey what is a Philistine anyway
1: Wolf bronzi has got something to fight for, aside from Kaz Takagi's dumbass. He,
0: he, he and Takagi are still boys. Kaz just feels threatened that his older brother figure, you know, might forget about him. They'll uh, they'll the mess all together, do a couple maneuvers. Bronsky <laughs> will rip on the whole, uh, like, uh, duplicate superpower thing. And they'll be back to being butts.
1: Hells, yeah. There's a great point, though, when uh, Bronski, when he's pulling out with the train, turns back to Kaz and he's just like, hey, kid, fix my frame before I get back. Yeah. So they crash the train into the uh, Bering Strait. Bronski is like drowning. Eve saves his ass. We cut to the uranium train or the re- uranium cave. And there's a great scene where all the resistance fighters who hated the art are now looking at all the paintings and just like freaking yeah. the fuck out. Which they, is they all, they all
0: have like a come to Damascus moment about like the idea of art, <laughs> like like whoa, like yeah. paintings aren't just colors on a page. They like mean something. Like Picasso looks at like a tree, like a like a still life of a tree, and is like, whoa. And like this guy makes like he's like, yeah, I draw, <laughs> and he's like, whoa, I never thought pictures were like things, and like yeah. It, like like once they like once they see like like actual Picasso's like their minds although to be fair they are seeing like the greatest art in history according to Olivia
1: yeah exactly but it's just like I like that the idea like Picasso saw a box with his name on it it was like <laughs> I didn't draw these none of these none of these people <laughs> <just> have horns <laughs> i bet they never ate a cat uh bronski and eve come back kaz is all happy they embrace and they're like they're basically you know they have something now and we get to see the northern lights and all i could think of was like good
0: lord what is happening in there
1: aurora borealis
0: Uh, aurora borealis at this time of year at this time of day in this part of the country
1: localized entirely within your kitchen yes That's it no (laughs) steam tams
0: blew up man like fucking it's a really amazing joke like it is the tool of jokes it is simultaneously overexposed and the correct amount of
1: exposed because it's genius dude in middle school that was the shit that sketch like the tales of springfield fucking that's like the
0: funniest 22 i've seen that episode conservatively like 200 times i laugh every time
1: oh yeah yeah are you making fun of the way I drive my automobile? This is the largest auto
0: that I can afford. Everyone can drive, <laughs> even the very tall. <laughs> like, there's nothing intrinsically funny about that line, except that it's the funniest thing on the, in the world. And, like, that episode is yeah. full of them. Like, just weird, like, like, uh, Milhouse's dad being like, when I was a kid, this used to be a pet shop. Uh, Do you guys still have any dogs or puppies? (laughs) He pulls out the gun.
1: Dude, there was a there's a like a NPR quiz where it's like, oh, see how you know, see your bubble, the size of the bubble of your like, you know, your connection to pop culture and all that. And one of the questions was, what does the name Bronson mean to you? And I was like, and the first answer was the uh, entertainment capital of the Midwest. And I'm like, thanks, Simpsons. Thanks a lot. Oh, it's so but, good! Oh, it's the we should yeah. God, Simpsons oh, is the so best. Good. Anyway, I love this. Uh, Exo Squad's great though. Don't uh, we're not no, no, too timing no, no. on no. you. I've, Squad. I, I've um, watched.
0: I've watched multiple shows. I'm a uh, I'm poly yeah, yeah. televisionist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're modern people. Yeah. We're you know, yeah. we see what's yeah, out yeah. there. Getting hit. You, you don't know what you like until you you yeah. try some stuff. Yeah, so maybe I'm watch maybe watch uh Super Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah, and we you know we all have that period in college where we watch a lot of adults swim and watch some 12 ounce mouse yeah, and uh, yeah. some squid billies. And, you know, I think we, we grow from there and we, uh, we mature and we figure out who yeah. we are. So. You, you and your
0: buddies but are in a room, Aqua Teens on, maybe you watch it a little bit. Who knows? It's only 15 minutes.
1: You start to to talk about that meat wad. <laughs> so anyway, the train, uh, the train shows up to the great slave lake base. We do a time lapse night and day pass, and there's a big explosion. So it's actually a kind of cool base. Cause like the train kind of, the tracks are just below the surface so the train kind of like scoots in over the water and it's really well hidden. So I can't wait till we go back and blow that place up later. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I really dug this episode. It was a great like heist caper one.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I definitely really, really liked it. Um, yeah, it, uh, unsurprisingly, it reminded me a lot of the firefall episode, of the train job, uh, in oh, that, yeah. in that they're both episodes that aren't really important to the story. The overarching story, but like, upon rewatch, is one of the episodes I enjoyed the most, because they're just really, really fun. Um, And also, like, I find that Takagi-Bronsky relationship, like, in addition to being, like, hilarious, also really, like, touching and, like, interesting. Because, like, they have a Holmes-Watson relationship in that, like, Bronsky needs Takagi to, like, look up to him and Takagi needs someone to kind of make him feel secure. And And seeing that play out when like another person is in, in the relationship, I think is really cool. I think that's a really, I think it's a nice twist. And like thematically, like the art and like, like Bronski and Eve falling in love, like combined with the art, combined with Phaeton's like hatred of, the, like there's also the interesting like comparison contrast where like Bronski and Eve like bond over their love of art. And you kind of get the sense that uh, Olivia and, and Phaeton are kind of growing apart because they're starting to lie to each other and like fight.
1: The fact that, the, the overarching theme of like relationships is so clearly like explored in this and like you said like burgeoning love versus like fading love Um the natural beauty like it's really cool that they set this episode in Alaska you know a place of just immense natural beauty um, Yeah. Um compared to, to when they cut back to Phaeton City which is like a total wasteland at this point you know it's it's super cool like all around I mean they covered a lot of bases with it Um, like I said that ronsky takagi relationship is it's just like exemplified in episodes like this and it always blows me away when a show like this is able to take an you know an action episode like this like this is the show at its best where it has an action episode like this and it really fleshes out and grows these characters and you see who they are like like you said they say oh van owens did you know him well it's like not really but they go through the trouble of like burying him and Having a couple of thoughts for him, you know, like there's stuff like that, that if you just thought, you know, you think of Wolf Bronski, you think of a drunk guy who uh, is kind of okay. probably seen a little too much. But this episode really made him grow as a character. And I fucking love it for that, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Like, I really enjoyed like spending time with this character. And like, I'm I am always a big advocate of like side character uh, main episodes. Like to me, they're almost always my favorite episode of any series. And to have it be about Wolf Bronski, one of my favorite characters in fiction, uh, is pretty excellent. Uh, And it's just also just a great like heist episode. And the art stuff is really good. And like it's uh, yeah, it's overall an excellent episode.
1: Hell's yeah! And just one final thought for me: like as a kid, when you see this, and you know, it's like you go to a museum, and it's like, oh, museums, museums are boring pictures, and then it's like. You know, you go home and you see the episode of a show you really dig and they're risking life and limb and having people die and fight for that stuff in the museums and talking about why it's important. That's like sneaky, good fucking like edutainment. You know what I mean? Like
0: It speaks to like the morality of the show in, in a way that I think is really cool because like ultimately like as 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 michaelian said like the show is ultimately what it means to be human and like the fact that art is such a part of our existence and a part of our reality and that phaeton doesn't get that speaks to his like kind of journey into 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 like his inhumanity which i think is also reflecting the fact that he's literally
1: turning into goo (laughs) yeah um okay before we state mvps i'm gonna just throw a question or two at you Let's do it. Well, you know, I'll do the... Uh, John Ferry had a good one. If you were a resistance fighter, what E-frame would you prefer? Oh, that is a great question. Uh, we get some really good
0: uh, rare E-frames in this one. Um, yeah.
1: I, I know mine is that, like, the kind of Neo Sapien version of uh, the Marsala frame, where it's, like, kind of hunched over in purple, usually.
0: Yeah, like, and it has the two claw guns.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one I've always loved, it's partly because it kind of looks like a... Uh, uh, not a marauder or a cataphract, but like it has—it's a very battle tech feel to it.
0: Yeah, it, it looks—it looks like a mech. Like, also, um, side,
1: side note: if Picasso is fucking driving one of those, um, who put the Cyberjack in his neck?
0: Yeah, I'm
1: saying, that's gotta hurt.
0: Yeah, they never really go into how that happens, like, which is weird. Maybe it's like altered carbon though, where like it's just not a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah. like when you join the Exo Scouts, they drill a hole in your spinal cord, like whatever man it's cool. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, you want, you, want, you want to drive a robot suit chip like a pirate or not? Don't turn around.
1: Like, <laughs> Everyone's doing yeah. it. Also, uh, I just want to say, be- before you give your answer, he also notes how awesome the uh, duct tape on Eve's like JT Marsh frame is.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the art design about the fact that like the resistant frames are like rougher, like they're less well-kept and they're more rougher on the edges is really cool. Like it's really good.
1: So, so what frame do you think?
0: Uh, do you think uh, that's a great, ah, uh, uh I'm, I'm going gi- to I think I'm going to give it to the Phaeton frame. I actually think that would be the frame that I like the best. Um, I like the, like, I like the, I like the look and feel of it, but I would paint it like gross colors. Uh, like I think Tanaka rocks that frame.
1: I also love the one that has like the weird, like wing things that you see in this. But anyway, uh, also Monk of War asks, do you think Bronski and Hanley are a good match? It also mentions that ex- Exofleet extras are cursed, which is definitely true. Yeah,
0: a lot but. of a lot of people, they seem to assign Able Squad people to any mission where the person has a high likelihood of dying because like Able Squad can handle it. Um, which is cool. But um I I don't know. If we if we can get past the fact that Brodsky appears to be eons older than Eve, I think it's great. Um but <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, they're they're both, like, they're tough. They're, like, natural leaders. They're charismatic. They're also, like, romantics, right? Like, Bronski is, like, nostalgic for, like, his dad. And, like, he dreamt of being, like, a train conductor. And, like, he's, like, moved by all this stuff. And, like, Eve is, like, moved by, like, the art. And I think that, like, high – like I think they're definitely trying to make a thing about, like, high culture and low culture, like, kind of meeting in the middle, which I think is pretty sweet. So, yeah, I – uh. I ship for uh,
1: for uh, Hansky. <laughs> Bromley Bronly. Yeah. Uh, I ship for Bronly. Bronxley. Yeah, no, I, I think like exactly what you said. And I think the fact that sort of the technological nostalgia and the art kind of meets in the middle with the Aurora Borealis is totally. kind of like a kind of awesome thing, you know, where it's just like they just stop for a minute. It, you know, the dangers past everything and they just look and it's fucking great, you know. Um, so. With that said, who's your MVP for this episode? M- I'm,
0: I'm going to give it to Livia. I think either her her idea about breaking down humans via their art is really cool, uh, or if she's just trying to save the art, I think that's sweet. Uh, and also, uh, I feel for her uh, getting stuck with Phaeton, who she's increasingly... Uh, looks like things are on the rocks with uh, with
1: Fivia or uh, Layton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah light light on light on? light, uh, light tan. maybe um, <laughs> why you gotta be suspicious lightan? <laughs> um yeah no i i'm gonna give it to uh commander sardis just because like i said i love when they give he's a great villain oh well i love because he's not inherently doing anything that's. um overtly wrong. You know, what I mean, he's literally been giving the orders to capture this train and take care of it, and that's all he's doing. Yeah. And I like that he doesn't kind of get unnecessarily punished for this because I mean, he's like the epitome of the average like lieutenant. Yeah, totally. He's not doing anything cruel. He's not like, you know, I'll kill their families and shoot them into the sun. He's just like a dude. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's just doing his thing. Um one
0: thing that I think is an often underrated uh trait in villains is like officiousness like people who are just doing their like people who are doing their job but are dicks about it and like sardis has like all the dudes in the empire who are at that staff meeting where darth vader chokes the guy like they all yeah they all reek of like middle management like like uh officious like like uh unpleasant like like bureaucrats and like sardis really i think kills it on that
1: oh hells yeah no he's fucking great like you know (laughs) bronski are you gonna cling to your ancient art traditions (laughs) but but yeah man fucking you know great episode i recommend it to anyone and it's it's a good one that you can just kind of jump into i mean it has the tie-in with the slave lake base and all that but like you could show this to anyone anytime yeah like very little setup and it's just a great example of what this show does best
0: i would compare it very favorably to watching like a monster of the week x-files
1: yeah for yeah. real and it's like and i saw monuments men i saw that movie this is better than that movie yeah it is better than i'm them, just I, saying i
0: would definitely say it's better than monuments men
1: uh let's get to our advertisements so that we make mo- no money off of um i would like to <laughs> recommend you go to two loopy ladies on etsy.com and buy yourselves uh some knitted stuff from wool i need i mean it's getting warmer but it's in in dc it's like 40 degrees and the northeast it snowed a whole bunch so
0: yeah just it just snowed like six inches here in boston yeah
1: so you know if you're not all about that six inches you got to get that wool protection so just uh cover up (laughs) (laughs) it took a second but it got there um yeah we hit, hit it hit um so yeah go to two loopy ladies on etsy um
0: uh two, five films, uh, videography for your wedding, uh, prom seasons coming up. You want to do a prom video, uh, wedding seasons coming up. Uh, I do know they book up early. Uh, so if you call in, uh, right. if you have a summer or fall wedding, that was a really good time to get them on the calendar. Um, they do, they do consultations too. So you get the exact right video. So
1: I yeah. recommend it. they do good stuff and uh, they're good people. And I would like to say, if you like this episode and all the weirdness that it comes, that comes with it, uh go to patreon.com slash exosquad goals we're gonna have a uh hopefully start rolling out some piloty stuff maybe yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: uh yeah and you can uh, support us for as little as two dollars a month or all the money in the world if you are yeah. some sort of i don't know despot of a small nation we don't have very high morals so give us give us that cash <laughs> Uh, uh, uh,
0: dear lisa i am very afraid my country's under the grip of the victorious general crawl hail crawl May he (laughs) reigned for a thousand years sincerely little girl
1: i always think of uh for the fifth element the guy who tries to rob uh, bruce willis oh
0: yeah Yeah, (laughs) and he has the uh he has like the picture uh, of the hallway on his head
1: yeah the, the screenshot and it said that that one's for a fairy yeah. man like you know, I used to in college that was our like fucking line like hey,
0: give g- 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 me the cash so good um, uh also the critic where they do because it's the un school and it's take your uh take your like uh career day and one of the guys is like i am a president for life i rule my nation with an iron fist uh-huh. because everyone plots against me
1: like i mean we'll get to our little recommendations real quick but the uh My favorite gag from that was when, uh, the kid, Jay Sherman's kid couldn't do a single sit up and they're (laughs) like, come on, even the kid from Easter Island can do one. And he's got the Easter Island head and he does one and then like falls through the floor. (laughs) It's fucking great. The
0: kid from Easter Island is one of the best jokes ever created. Like it's so funny. I laugh every, like when he, uh, he can't get through the door when they have the sleepover, like, oh, it's (laughs) genius.
1: So between that El Kabong and the uh, the penguin who's a pilot, those are my three favorite jokes from that show.
0: Penguins can't fly. I don't care how many stewardesses you bag, you're a lousy pilot.
1: That's a, it's so fucking good. Is, his
0: father is one of the greatest characters in fiction, like Salinger levels of excellence.
1: Oh, yeah. The, 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 the episode where he's with uh, the Jay's sort of girlfriend's daughter, and they're like, I'll show you art in the world. And he just like flies around in like a helicopter. It just goes around destroying all the art in the world, ironically, for this episode. yep. But the line where he, he flies helicopter through the Sistine Chapel and he's just like take that birth of man and like takes off doesn't he, uh, doesn't I, he went through and
0: it's like
1: take that Guernica yeah oh yeah it gets increasingly
0: more absurd more violent yeah um the addition of that little the the his like Jay's maybe girlfriend and then that southern her her like southern daughter are is so good like it's so great
1: Oh yeah, it's it's what makes the show in a lot of ways. It's like the makeup lady uh, Duke was the uh, the Ted Turner, yeah, executive, Ted Turner I think, uh, and fucking uh, yeah, but because they they humanize it and they give it a heart, yeah. you know. It's that's a very underrated show. That's wildly, that's one we should do.
0: Yeah, wildly underrated. Want to shout out one last joke from that is uh, when uh, Margot, his sister, is dating that <laughs> rock star who lives across the street, and they invite his parents, and it's like. And they're like, no one can look cool in front of their parents. And then Mr. Sherman is like, what about Sean Connery? And it cuts to like <laughs> Sean Connery and his parents. And they're like, when are you going to settle down with that nice Mrs. Moneypenny? For God's sake, dad, it was just a bloody movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. The P is neither a P <laughs> nor a nut.
0: He just pauses, and then he's like, oh, wait, it is a nut. I've, I've donated the Republican Party for years, and I've never asked for anything. You asked me, Secretary of Balloon Doggies. I didn't ask. The Balloon Doggies demanded it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, need, we definitely need to do... Some work on the critic, man. Fucking a. I
0: would, I would, I would watch the critic and talk about it. Whatever, fuck it.
1: Hell's yeah, I'm, i leaving all this in. Fuck it, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I was, I was gonna recommend Annihilation, but go watch the critic.
0: It's a fucking great show. And
1: you should, uh, you should definitely
0: watch the critic if you haven't watched it. It's, I think it's streaming.
1: Is it? I, I gotta find it because that was one of my favorite shows. Like,
0: if not, yeah. If not, it's like ten bucks on, uh, it's like ten bucks on Amazon. Just buy it. It's really good. It's really one of the funniest. Uh you may have to look up some of the references because a lot of them are crazy dated, but it's one of the best shows ever.
1: Yeah, I, I do love when they do the Jay Sherman story and it's just like, you know, it's like, how will we ever escape this fire? And it's like, no, we must. We must persevere. And it's like, and now the Jay Sherman story on Fox. And it's just a guy going, Booty, booty, <laughs> booty! Yeah! And like a woman shaking her ass, and it's like, that is a good job that's a great network so joke good. Before that was like a thing. But Anyway, let's we'll wrap it up. Um, if you liked our intro and music, you can uh, you should look up uh, Eric Calderon. His stuff's on three, three, one, E-Rock uh, or three, three, one, E-Rock. Yeah, we've said it in every episode. Yeah. Find his stuff. Search him. YouTube. His stuff's it's good. Totally it's a lot good. of fun. He does great stuff. And he collaborates with all sorts of people around YouTube and he was gracious enough to just let us use the uh, the music like a really chill dude. Um, you know, you can we come out with a new episode every Saturday ish day. So, yeah, look out for it around then or any of the other six days. I'm just saying it slips sometimes. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Exosquad Goals. Use hashtag Exosquad Goals. I don't think anyone does anymore, but I don't. It's okay. Um, You can email us at Exosquad Goals at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And, yeah, just uh, find us on Patreon, like we said. And, yeah. Freaking A. So for Exo Squad goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. Yeah, no Chris, huh? Pacing. Well, yeah. anyway, are there any heroes here? No, sir. Wow, you nailed it. Oh, everyone did it at once. Renoir. <laughs> Whatever. Picasso. <ruled. laughs> um,
0: oh, man. Paintings with frames. That's so 2025. I thought frames were for flying, <laughs> not for paintings. <laughs> Oh, I meant to say this. Brodsky is a pharaoh because that is someone who likes trains. Also, someone who likes horses made of iron. That's what that means. <laughs>
1: yep. Yes. That's the, that's the term for a train enthusiast. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the button right yep. there. Fucking. it. it.